Hey guys, Murray Valeriano, the Road Stories Podcast. What's going on? I am still in New Mexico. Oh, it's thunder and lightning right now. That's kind of cool, except uh, I was planning on going to the pool with my boy, but now I can't because I don't want to die in a pool in New Mexico. Oh, I am. Do I sound tired? Because I'm tired. It's Monday. It's it's a day. I, my pod. If you don't know, the podcast is going up on Mondays for the next couple of weeks, um, just due to timing. Oh, I flew back to LA this week and uh, do, do a couple days on Seth Meyers and do a couple gigs, and then I had to come back early because my kid is sick. So it was a round trip, whirlwind trip, and I'm dragging ass. But it was good. It was good. I got in a little bit of surfing. I did a I did the improv on in Hollywood on Friday night for what's called a teen tour. Have we talked? We've talked about these, right? Where uh, I don't know, rich parents send their kids out to tour the country for a month, I guess. And one of the stops is the improv. And so um, I performed for 150 15 year olds who I don't know if you've seen my act lately is all about religion and parenting. What 15 year old doesn't love to discuss that. But I took the gig anyway, when they called, they're like, Hey, you want to do it? It's a teen tour. I said yes. And then I dreaded it every second up until I went on stage, but I had a blast. So they were a lot of fun. Didn't have to vary my material too much. You don't have to G-rate it up or anything like that. They know coming in that the um, comics aren't going to filter their material. As a matter of fact, the MC, uh, local comic Eli Olisberg, he, uh, he's pretty dirty anyway. He runs a show at a sex shop, I think. So he went pretty dirty up front. And uh, that kind of, I don't know. Brought the crowd around, maybe yelling, I don't know, a little bit. And then Jesus Trejo went up, who's been on the show. He's great. He did straight jokes and was good. And I went up and did my stuff. It was it was a good time. And then Stephen Glickman, I don't know if you guys know Glickman. He's been on the show before, but he was on this Nickelodeon show called, oh, man, I'm blanking on the name. I forget what it was called. Uh, uh, Big Time Rush. I think it was Big Time Rush. I remember seeing him on the hotel TVs flipping around the channels. He went on stage and you would have thought he was the Beatles. I mean, as soon as they said his name, the crowd exploded. Cameras, cell phones came out, taking pictures and videos. Me and uh, Dax Jordan, the sound guy and comic, were in the back going, holy shit. Obviously, he closed it. But we all had a good night. It was great. And uh, I'm going to, I'll do it again because I'm a slut for stage time or a whore for stage time. I don't know. I'm not sure what the difference is. Oh, but <laughs> one thing, I, I know we talked about this before and probably several times, so I apologize. But the last teen tour I did, or maybe it wasn't the last, but one of the most memorable comic, Ian Bag, who's been on the show several times, Ian Bag, who does all crowd material, closed out one teen tour show. And he was talking to all the 15, 16 year olds and he's and somehow he started talking to one of the counselors and he was saying, oh, 15, 16 year old, you guys don't even know what bushes are anymore. You guys shave your pubic hair. Nobody knows what a bush is. And he goes to the counselor, the, the, the woman who was probably in her 30s. And she's like, he's like, oh, yeah, what's your name? Jenny. Oh, Jenny, you probably got a member of Bush, right? You probably got a big bush right now. And then consistently referred to her as Big Bush Jenny for an hour in front of these 15 year olds. He got off stage and I was like, dude. You have just ruined this woman's summer because that's all those kids are going to call her for the next month and a half is Big Bush Jenny. So good times at the teen tours. 
Um, so before I, we get started on the show today, my buddy Gary Brightwell is guest hosting back in Los Angeles for me, and he brought on Patrick Keene and Gary Cannon uh, to do the show out of the studio. He's going to do two of those for me because I'm not going to be able to get back in time and do it. And I might have another guy do one also until I get back in the swing of things in August. But he's uh, he's guest hosting today, and he's a great guy, and these are great comics, and I'm excited to hear it, and I'm excited for you guys to hear it. But uh, I wanted to talk about real quick a, a, a video that's going around right now on Facebook uh, from comedian Pablo Francisco. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, I don't want to encourage you to see it, um, but it's out there and you'll probably see it. Uh, Pablo, it's he's at the punchline in San Francisco and he's drunk or high or probably both and he falls off the stage and yells at the audience and he won't get off stage and it's it's pretty it's about five minutes and it's it's rough to watch man um but it sucks like people are you know shitting on pablo and stuff like that and i've worked with pablo a few times actually within the last year i've worked with pablo and uh he's a great guy man he is he is really a great guy and he's a powerhouse comedian and uh it's it's sad to see this happen it, it'd be oh, man there was a time when you could have a meltdown and the whole fucking world didn't see it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm so glad there were no cell phones and stuff and cameras and stuff when I was in high school with all the fuck ups I did. I mean, now, you know, this this guy kills every night and one night he, he fucks up and that's that's going to be what he's known for for the next six months. I really that, that bums me out a lot, man, because we all fuck up, dude. It's I don't know. It's like two thirty. I fucked up three times already today. Like I, we all do it, man. So um, I just wanted to. If you guys saw it, I just wanted you to know that Pablo's a good guy. He's a hilarious comedian. Um, yeah, did I kind of suspect some drugs and stuff were going on when I worked with him? Sure, but um, I don't judge. I've I've made no uh excuses for the drugs I've done in my life. I you know what I mean? Like I I, I don't judge or I try not to. Um, Unless you're a parent, then I'll judge you. Um, but yeah, I remember during one of the shows or after one of the shows, we're hanging out in the green room and him and the MC went into the bathroom together and came out 10 minutes later and we're very high energy. So, you know, that'll give you an idea of what was going on. But I really do hope Pablo figures out, you know, his stuff and he, and he, and he, and he gets his shit together. I mean, he already has his shit together, but... Hopefully this won't happen, and I want uh, I don't want you to encourage you guys not to judge Pablo on this one video if this is the first time uh, you're hearing of Pablo Francisco. Uh, he's hilarious. Oh, and you know what? And I sent – I'm going to give a shout-out to his buddy, uh, Stephen Kramer, who works with him a lot. Uh, he's in the video also, and I sent, I sent him a, a Facebook message this morning. He said, good for you for standing on stage with your friend. You know what I mean? He was there. He – was on stage with him i don't know how he got up there but he was up there the whole time he was trying to help him through his act trying to help him get off you know just trying to talk him through the whole situation so good for you that's a good friend good friends are hard to find in the comedy business um so good for steven kramer for doing that all right having said that um this is the road stories podcast i am not your host murray valeriano this week your host is going to be gary brightwell so shoot me some texts or not text, you don't have my number, that's weird. Uh, shoot me some emails, hit at me on Twitter, at Murray V, 
Murray V Comedy on Instagram, Facebook. I got I got my Facebook regular page. I got my comedy page, Murray Valeriano Comedy. Like us on that one. Um, I'm bored, so if you guys want to tweet at me, do an AMA, shoot me some messages. I would love to hear from you guys. All right, enjoy this episode of the Road Stories Podcast, guys. Thank you. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns. And these fights, cancel flights, running with the runs. Blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette. Drunks in the front, making out for your set. And middle acts doing blow more, missing merch. Drive the rental car past another mega church. And juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. Oh, yes. You don't get tired of that. Hey, uh, welcome to the uh, Road Stories podcast. Does it sound weird? Does it sound nasally? It could be because uh, I'm filling in for uh, Murray as he's still in New Mexico. My name is Gary Brightwell, and uh, you've probably heard me on a couple of podcasts with Murray before. Uh, but uh, he t- asked me to uh, fill in for a couple episodes while he's uh, being the family man with his wife in New Mexico. So, uh, so we're doing it. And uh, so here we are. Uh, I will tell you right now, when Murray asked me to do this originally, I thought, this will be very easy. I, you know, I've done the show a million times. It's, here's where podcasters make their money. It's the booking and dealing with comedians and schedules and getting people to show up on time. Oh, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Here we John go. No, but it wasn't, that, it wasn't even that. It was just, oh, my God. That's where, that's where they make their money. But yeah. uh, you know, this part's the easy part. It's fun. And thanks to my, one of my guests, filled in the other guest, had a friend, and, and I was like, perfect. Let's do that. Uh, guest today. Uh, the very funny and a good friend of mine. Uh, we did that show years ago. Wow, we yeah, where uh, down South Bay? Is yeah. that, I mean, we did a couple like that was when I first yeah. moved to L.A. I remember meeting you. Well, Gary Cannon is yeah. uh, is our guest. Yes, Mister Mister Gary. Yeah, Cannon. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and also who who Gary said, hey, why don't we just uh, bring my buddy in? Yeah. and we'll yeah. just do this. Uh, the very funny Patrick Keene. Yes, yes, thank you, Doctor. I, Doctor I've never Patrick. Doctor. <laughs> yeah. So well, Pat, I've never met, but uh, right. I have heard, heard your name. And uh, it's funny you were saying that too about uh, you know just organizing everything. Patrick and I do a podcast together with Steve Byrne called The Gentleman's Dojo. Right. So the difficult thing is not only coordinating all three of our schedules, me, Steve, and Patrick, but coordinating studio time. Right. Let's see if that's available. And then finding a guest that can fit all four of our schedules plus the right. guest. It's very difficult. And you know this from and doing the And then tell the them they have to drive to Burbank. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what? I mean, listen, I, I obviously I've done Murray's podcast as well. Patrick, you as well. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Murray's studio... Uh, that overlooks a pool is uh, better looking than where we are now. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a hot as shit in that room, it, though. That's the it oh, is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're near an industrial park by a Costco. Right. He's got a great place. But it is. the diff- And you know this in terms of being on the road, and everybody says this, the hardest part is getting to the gig. Like, that's what they pay you for. That's right? exactly right. what we're talking free. about. Yeah. Yeah. The shows are free, but once you get there, dealing with the, the traffic, the delays, the airlines, all that stuff. Hotels. The- yeah. You know, hotels. Yeah, you get a hotel. 
<laughs> Some boy, oh boy. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? Wish I was at that level. Condos, oh, back seats for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, By the way, is... I, I didn't even know that you guys had this great theme song. When did that happen? That's a great song. Maurice had that for a while. Really? I think he wrote I it like with that. someone else. Uh, Mike just... Furman produced it. Oh, wow. Oh, Arden cool. Firm. Yes. Oh, nice. Wow, Aaron never jumps in on our podcast. He's usually over there sleeping. <laughs> Just, uh, there's already too many people on your podcast <laughs> <laughs> there were two and then we added the third yes. right, right right yeah but yeah. Gary you and I we met I want to say we met when we did it was it which goes right into this this the theme of this the show is like we did uh Doc Ricketts Lab in Monterey, <laughs> California. Monterey. Yeah. Doc yes. Is that still around? No, that's done, right? No, it's yeah, it's done. It has to be done. Yeah. Because yeah. there were And it was a club. You had to do forty five or an hour before like right. people started to come in to yes. dance. Yeah. Yes. Right. It was an hour. Was it? No, it was like an hour 15. So if you guys show. remember this, there were two rooms in Monterey that they did comedy at, Doc Ricketts and Planet Gemini. Planet Gemini, yeah. Both of those clubs. And it was funny because at Doc Ricketts, it was only a two-man show, right? It was the like a host and then a headliner. So the problem was if you were the host, right – you would do the show and there was nobody in there. So it was quiet, right. but there was nobody in there. <laughs> right. So so you could take that bullet or if you headlined, you had more people in front of you, but they were rowdy as shit. Yes. So it was either pick your poison. What are you going to do? Right. right? Was, like I said, if you were a host, it would be hardly anybody in nobody. there. And then people would start to trickle in. So as if you're headlining, you kind of go, oh, all right, this is going to be Here come people. Right. This is going to be fine. All right. Yeah. And then so now your first – 25 minutes to 30 minutes yes. is like, this is not too bad. And then people start trickling oh. in to, just to be at the club. Yeah. And then it's just this murmur and no one listening in the background. It was. And it is hard when that next tier of people comes in and they see that the previous people aren't listening. So right. they're like, oh, I guess this is one of those things we don't listen <laughs> right, either. And it right. just builds until it's a full room of people not listening. I, I don't know if you remember this. I, and, and Steve Maison and I talk about that all the time when we used to do that show. They had two shows, one Friday, one Saturday. One was always shitty. That was a guarantee. It was either Friday or Saturday. So if the show Friday night was shitty, you you walked around all day in Monterey feeling shitty. Right. Because yeah, it was a bad show. But you knew Saturday was going to pick up, right? But if Friday was good, yeah, walked around with kind of this high and, and you felt good about it. But then Saturday night driving home, because you would always leave after the gig. You wanted to yeah, get out right. of that Motel 6. Yeah. You, you would drive back. Just feeling like, oh, F those people. And that's what I never understood about that whole thing. You stayed at the Motel 6. Yes. Which was whatever. It's At least sure. it's a hotel yeah. or a motel or whatever it is. But every time you would go there, they you would say, yeah, I'm the, one of the comedians for Doc, Doc's lab or whatever. Like, yeah. And they would go, yeah, he hasn't uh, paid us lately. Right. <laughs> and, I'm, and then you go in and do the – and it's, you yeah. know, the club itself is jammed. Always, yeah. With people, and you're like, how does this guy not yeah. have money to pay a Motel right. yeah. 6 right. for two people? Yeah, the crazy thing about that Motel 6, too, you'd get there during the day, that parking lot would be empty. You'd be like, is there anybody even staying here? And then at night when you drove back from the gig, you couldn't even find a parking spot. <laughs> right, you had to park You're away. like, oh, my God, what, what just happened yeah. in the course of three hours? Yeah, you're like, but that gig was infamous for bouncing checks, too. Oh yes, exactly. That's Bouncing what I never understood. All the but time. it was a well, it was a good paid gig. I remember, Absolutely. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean if, they, if you did get, it was worth yes. the drive yeah. up. If Absolutely. You lived in LA. Two shows, right? One Friday, one Saturday. One, yeah. yeah, one Saturday, yeah. and then you could hang out. And they had like a sushi bar. Where you oh, could that's get, right. You get, and they would just give you free sushi, and it was like, well, this is you know yeah. everything about it on paper right. was looked perfect. great, looked great, and then but the gig was <laughs> was yeah, yeah, yeah. I did uh, one of the shows I did there. I did about 
10 minutes, maybe 15 of my set out that back door with the microphone cord because it went that long and there's yeah. nobody there. Um, in the, there were more people in the alley passing by than really? the show. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to stay out here for a while. Continue to talk into the microphone. And it's amazing when you don't see disappointed people, how easy you can talk <laughs> into a microphone. And it was like, oh, I'm just going to stay out here a while. And you can kind of hear some of the laughs from the showroom. So. You can't you can't see the uh, the pain on people's faces. Right. So right. That always makes like that. it easier. <laughs> right. That's what Jim Morrison, I think, didn't I, face the audience. I, I do love these gigs where you go in and the gig – immediately you're like, oh, my God, this is the greatest. It's like, hey, here's this unlimited sushi bar. Here's a champagne bar. Go help yourself. Uh, you know, if you need anything, like, <laughs> right, right. I, I'll never forget. And this, actually, this club proved me wrong. Have you guys ever done Parlor Live in Seattle? Seattle, no. Which we'll we're be doing there New, Year's New Year's Eve. Eve yeah. yeah, Gary, have you ever no, done No, I haven't. It? When I first worked there years ago, I just remember walking into the club and walking into the green room, and they introduced me to, like, four guys all in suits. Like, this is the head of marketing. This is the head of advertising. Whatever you need, we're going to take you out Saturday morning. We're going to show you Seattle, buy you breakfast. I was like, this club's going out of fucking business. It just, <laughs> right, right. It's a matter of time before some comic fucks a waits uh, right. a server. Yeah. Right. She gets – and you're like, this is bound to go under because it's too good. Right. Way too good to be true. And I, I was proven wrong. They've actually survived and it's still – it was one of the few clubs that I called and they said, hey, what time do you arrive? We're going to you know send somebody to come get you. And I was like, ah. I'm going to rent a car. I'd like to have a car this weekend. They're like, great, no problem. Why don't we just give you a hundred bucks towards your rental this weekend? I was like, is this your first week in business? Like, <laughs> like you guys obviously aren't going to yeah. stick around. Condos just stocked with throwing liquor. money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Which always surprises me, by the way. I love these clubs. And Patrick, you know, yeah. you talked about this. We were talking about Harvey's in Portland, how you can't get from the airport to the condo efficiently. So you have to rent a car, right. yet nobody from the club will pick you up, right? And you're like, you mean to tell me there's not a comic that works for the club that would be eager enough to be like, oh, my God, I, we've talked yeah. about this. Yeah. I would have been that guy. In a second, in a heartbeat. I'll I used come to get you. comics all the time. This yeah. is one of my biggest pet peeves of the business, and I, and I, I've, I think I've broke, break, broken it down to a point saying, you know, I tell the club owner, I said, all right, let me ponder this question. If you uh, – had to go pick up beer to sell at the show. Would you would you make sure that somebody was to, had a truck that would go and yeah. pick up the beer and bring yeah. it back to the club so you could sell the beer during the comedy show? Right. 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 He goes, yeah, of course, like this. And I go, why not treat us like beer? Yeah, at least have somebody just come and pick up your the, the thing that's going to bring people into the show. Yeah. It, it is crazy. It's insane. It, it's or is cr the beer responsible for getting itself to the club? Right. You right. got to get here and get yourself sold beer. There was a there was a club. It's it's not there anymore. Uh, in Oklahoma, in Tulsa, and they they used to pick you up, and then uh, then for a while they had a uh, a car for you that they just left at the airport. And you're supposed to get off and go and pick up this car, and then that went away, and then they they were saying. Well, just get on the shuttle van for the Hyatt. Right. And the club's across the street from the Hyatt. So just get on the Hyatt and then come and then just walk back across okay. the street. And they go, so now you got to be this liar. Right. Like, right. hey, I'm at the Hyatt. Then you get there. Wait, wait a minute. I'm, yeah. I'm not registered at this hotel. Yeah. Oh, I was the or, or, or those those clubs that you stay at a condo and they're like, hey, we don't have Wi-Fi, but try to access this neighbor's password. It's just like... Just get fucking Wi-Fi. <laughs> you know, please be legit. Yeah, I mean, I, I I feel as though you know they'll get one guy in there 
you know, once every six weeks that smokes pot and does nothing all day. So they just roll that into, hey, everybody's doing that. They don't want the internet. They don't need it's it's oh, how many yeah. times have you walked it? The club doesn't have internet. There's no the cable is like the nine dollar a month cable that you're gonna get with the four stations. You're like, right. boy, oh boy, just make my experience here somewhat enjoyable. Someone's broken the remote. I used to travel with a remote. Did you really? Universal remote, yeah. <laughs> you, and it would work. You could you could yeah, sync yeah, you it just, up to I, I had a list of all the different codes. <laughs> all the different codes. Because invariably you get to some place and then you know, I went to one condo in Baltimore where somebody had lost the remote or broken or whatever. And so when I walked in, the TV was pulled away from the wall to where the the cable shot straight out from the wall <laughs> just so that you could lay on the couch and still reach the television oh, to Jesus. change the channel. That lazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's the worst. Because so. we've said this before. There's certain gigs that if every gig was like that, it would be great where you're staying at a decent hotel and within access to that hotel, you can walk to the club. There's a coffee place. There's downtown. Maybe. Nice little lunch right. place. Yeah. Maybe a gym. What? It, it's those few little things that make all the difference. And then – you know, these clubs really wonder why, uh, you know, one of the clubs I remember doing was uh, the Dayton Funny Bone. And one of the guys who was working there was supposed to pick me up on a Saturday to go somewhere. And he just didn't show up, just right. didn't make it. And the club manager uh, was just making excuses as to why he didn't show up. Like, Ugh. I'm like, no, dude, your employee right. blows. You know right. what I mean? Like, he's <laughs> right. just a douchebag. Right. And he was a comic, too. And I'm just like, had he picked me up? You know, it would have been nice maybe to just develop a little banter with him. Hey, if you're ever out in L.A., whatever. But, like, sure. they, they're in this closed yes, little bubble. they don't even realize. They don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't yeah, care. And, that's, and that Dayton Funny one, that's like a 25, 30-minute walk. You have to walk all yes. the way around from that yes. condo. And that's, yep. I mean, if you're cutting it close for a show or it's freezing there half the year. Yeah, that's, like, why, doing, that's why I love when we work with Steve Byrne because he just, you know, somebody rubs him the wrong way, comic, club owner, whoever it is, he will just just give them the... Right. The stink shit yeah. the whole weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just doesn't, you know, the club will be like, hey, how are you? He'll just keep walking. Ignore yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. Just I, I think you're in the business long enough. You're like, ah, who cares? Yeah. Dating that club, I want to say, is it the one that, that um, in the lobby before you go into the showroom, they would sell like sex toys That and was stuff? Joker's. Oh. Pre-Funny pre Bone. That and there was, was a, there was a strip club across yeah. the street. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was Joker's. Joker's closed, but a lot of those people went over to the Funny Bone. Um, from oh, Jokers. Jokers was in Dayton too. Jokers was in Dayton. And went to, but I think the Dayton Funny Bone's closed. Is there? Is it? No, it's, it's still, still there or it moved. Oh, the Cincinnati um, one's gone. That's the one correct. I'm of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Finley is a new one. Finley, Ohio has a new one. I think, oh, okay. Which is not far from there. But the guy who ran Dayton for a long, long time, this guy named Doc, I guess he left. And it's funny because some of these guys, they just won't leave, won't leave, won't leave. Right. And then they're in this position of power even if it's just within a 30-mile radius yeah. for the comics that will kiss those guys' asses. And then the minute they leave, I'll just remember, I'll never forget this. There was a guy who used to book the Sunday night showcase at the Punchline up in San Francisco. And he, you know, just threw his dick around because he was, you know, that kind of guy. And, you know, he felt like everybody needed to kiss his ass. Eventually he leaves, whether he quits or gets fired. And then... Uh, a buddy of mine, Al Madrigal, saw him at uh, Al Met, like everybody. Uh, Al <laughs> saw him at Trader Joe's. He was he was working at Trader Joe's up there in, in up in San Francisco, and it was almost like you know Al was in there buying groceries, and it's almost like oh look 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 the tides have turned, and it's like <laughs> yeah. and listen, there all I'm saying is if you're gonna do that, there's nothing wrong with just being nice. You know what I'm saying? Like why can't you be a booker 
and be nice about it rather than just an asshole. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, There's plenty of those guys that are, are are nice to people that kiss their ass, but they treat all comics weirdly just as shitty or just as uh, just the same. And it's like, it's okay to treat the better comics better. You know, right. I think like yeah. I went to a show last week at the improv in LA and it was Eddie Pepitone, Michael Costa, and maybe five tank jobs. And you know, they all got their eight minutes. Yeah. So Costa does well, Pepitone does well. And then, four or five tank jobs. That takes an hour. Yeah. And it's like, why don't you just give Costa and Pepitone a half hour each? You would have had a great show. But it's like, there's this weird mentality that everybody needs stage time or yeah. every, everything needs to be represented. And uh, I don't know. That's It's just a glaring... Well, that's the thing. I, I remember when you had to work up to get to a certain club. Remember? I mean, yeah. I used to, I used to, uh, I, I used to uh, be the house MC at the Comedy Magic Club and then I used to book it. And I would... People would send videotapes yeah. and stuff all the time, and, and I, I, maybe I—I I, I don't think I was like the gatekeeper and a dick, but I mean, I had a job because I couldn't just say, "Yeah, come on down for a guest spot." Well, are you going to be able to follow Gary Shanley? Right, right. You know, that—that right. that was in my head. Like, you got to be good enough. And I think I only got two people from videotapes. Dana, oh wow, Dana Gould and, and um, Wayne Fetterman. Oh, wow. The only two, yeah. uh, the rest of it was like, well, it's all right, but yeah. but it's not, yeah. you know, it was yeah. not the quality of, of acts that we had coming in there, yeah. you know. Screw serviceable, like get funny, you know, right. get funny people in there. I don't care if you have to do the same comics or if someone, you know, it's like, I think the comedy store's got way too many known hits. Like still, I know it's better than it was before, but it's yeah. like, and there are better, bigger names going in there now. Yeah. And so it is better. But I just feel like there's so many great comics in the city that don't get enough work well, at the clubs. I mean, speaking of that, I mean, it is interesting because I, I hear this all the time from people who try to get on Conan who, you know, ask me, hey, how do I go about getting on the show? Uh, what's the deal? How can I get in front of JP? And, you know, I think everybody does it wrong. I think everybody sends him a tape, follows up a month later, waits for his response. If he does respond, then waits another six weeks. It's like, you know, guys, there's a million ways to get in the door rather than going that traditional route that 98% of the people are doing. It's like maybe get a comic that's regularly on our show that that's like the first guest or the second guest, get that person to back you up or get a great manager who's got a great relationship with the show, but just simply sending a tape. I mean, it's just like, you know, again, you know, Gary, the same thing you were talking about, the same thing with comedy magic club. It's like, don't blame me if I'm not booking you. I mean, there's a thousand other people that are, you know, going in through different paths, trying to be seen that, you know, are being more creative about it. Yeah. You know, but but it's the people that are just kind of lazy. They're like, okay, I'll send a tape. Let's see what happens in a month. I, I see this all the time. People who are just starting to do stand-up. I know a couple people very specifically who, you know, are starting to do comedy now, a little bit older in life, that don't want to do open mics. They're like, I just think that they're a waste of time. How do I go about getting better shows? Are, are you fucking me right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. You go about yeah, like yeah. getting better shows. Yeah. It's like, how do I get no, my own no, no. show? Yeah. How do I yeah. sell a script? Yeah, how do I, like, all that stuff. And it just gets so frustrating. You know, it's just like, you know, wh well, why put in the work? I mean, cause, and Patrick, you're, you alluded to this as well. The problem is the reason people think that is they go to the improv and they see these nut fucks. Right. And they're like, oh, I can do that. Right. I can you know be that bad. Yeah. I could be that bad. Yeah. It's, but people see it on late night all the time. I don't care what show it is. You see a comic on there. You're like, this guy yeah. is the pick of the litter. Yeah. I, I, I can do yeah. that. Yeah. There's nothing worse. Those top 10 lists or whoever that variety puts out every, I don't know, all these lists oh, you see sure. top 10 up, sure. up and coming comics. Yeah. 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 It's like, I know a hundred 
you know, or, or the average comic knows a uh, hundred or two hundred that are. I did like, a show what? at the Irvine Improv once, where somehow, somehow, some guy talked his way into getting a guest spot yeah. on there, and so it was like, uh, I was hosting. I remember who the middle act was. I think it was like two guest spots, and then Kevin James was going to headline whatever. But the, the first guy, I don't know what's your name. You know, what are your? Do you have any? credits he really didn't have anything I was like okay please welcome so-and-so and this guy gets up there and he's drunk and he's horrible where the audience is like what the heck is this and then like the manager was like I, we got to get him off stage yeah. this is this is horrible like this because yeah. the guy actually said he goes wow that's my first time i how did I, he even get that was the thing yeah. the other guest spot guy goes do you know how many hoops I had to jump through just yeah. to get this guest spot? Yeah. And, and yeah. it was just amazing that somehow it just slipped through the cracks yeah. and <laughs> it was it was hilarious. That's unbelievable. I mean, who's not watching? Somebody's not watching the farm. On no, that, that yeah. was it was really interesting. I was like, yeah. well, some, some people get their own show that way, you know, on TV. Somehow, <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to say which. He's not here on so TBS yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for three seasons. <laughs> but, but it is it's interesting because. I, I remember when I first moved to L.A., I always would host shows at the Ice House Annex on Sunday night, which was a bringer show essentially. And it was those people that literally are doing comedy for the third, fourth, or fifth time that have the most credits out of anybody. Tell them I wrote a kid's book. Tell them I'm blah, blah, blah. The, the, the worst <laughs> credit, the worst credit anybody can can have you say for them is – for like Gary, for you, yeah. like, uh, hey, this next comic, you can check him out next week at the Improv. It's like – what, what, wait a minute, but he's performing here now. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. They're trying to give a better credit. You know what I mean? Like I just yeah. remember like you could check this person out next week at the, you know, at Largo. It's like, oh, wait, no, you're at the yeah. Annex right now. Yeah. Like why would people – that made no sense to me. Yeah. I don't <laughs> – But it's funny because you're a great example of how many years have you been doing stand-up for? About 20. 20 yeah, years, yeah, exactly. right? It's amazing. So you have this gig. I mean you get to work with Brian Regan who, I mean yeah. – who wouldn't love – first of all, yeah, Brian's very selective on who he's opening with. I mean because he wants it to be a great show. Yeah. Do you know Steve Rogers? But I don't know Steve Rogers. No, he's Rogers. a kid out of uh, Syracuse. Very funny. Anyway, sorry. Does he work with uh, – He works with Brian a little bit on some of those Brian's pulling games. some yeah. newer people in and yeah. you know, and stuff like that and other people are not. Because like I said, I don't think his brother doesn't open for him as much anymore. Okay. Jackie Cation did it a little bit. Yeah. Jackie Cation is. does still does some yeah. stuff. You know, She's Joe great. Zimmerman opens yes. for him a lot. How is that gig as a gig? I mean, it's just, great. It's incredible, right? Well, the thing is, you know, first off, it's a theater. Right. Which is, you know, that's great right there. Check. All the chairs are faced the right direction. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, and you don't have to deal with any of the you know, the fr like a Friday night, it's my birthday. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, you know, so yeah. There's none of that. And the people are there to see comedy. So they already know what they're in for, you know, so that all those hurdles are, are already pulled away for you. So there's no food being served, which is just, right. Which is exactly. A yeah, exactly. So your only real hurdle is, um, oh, we have to sit through this guy before we see Brian. Right. That's the only real big hurdle, I think. Uh, but even then, you know, Brian makes it. You know, as your intro, you know, as they introduce you, he always they always have you introduced as please welcome Brian's special guest. Oh, fun! And that's something that he has implemented because when he used to open for Seinfeld, he said that's how they would introduce me as please welcome special guest. Please welcome Jerry Seinfeld's special guest. Yeah, Brian Regan. So 
you, it's, it really helps so much. It's a huge hurdle that pe- a lot of people don't realize. But you feel pressure because you're like, hey, li- I mean, like everything is designed and set up for you to do really well. But do you feel like a little weird, like maybe like a minute in if something's not where you're like, oh, boy, I got to like, you know, because you're panicked a little bit. You just want this to go so well. Well, you want it to go well. And and uh, but you also have to remember uh, you have a job. You have a job to get people laughing, yeah. right? You know, so yeah. it's not like a hey, I'm going to go up there and screw around and try a couple new bits, right, you know, right, and stuff right. like that. I mean, you got to get you got to get going, and then if you are doing well, then throw in a couple things here and there. But I mean, you know, but I found that with opening for him and a couple other people. I mean, it's a you know, you have to remember, you have a job first. Of all you're you're there, yeah, you there's know, no essentially taking the yeah. bur- you're, yeah. you're taking the bullet before yeah. they get to see the people who they're who they've paid to see, right? You know, so. I don't know, so I kind of take it. I you know, I take that on my myself. I think. You yeah, know, I don't know other people. That's smart. There are those that gigs way. that it's like it's like okay, this is all business. They're here to see this person. There's no trial and error. There's no. It's like boom, 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 boom. I'm off. Yeah, there's none of like yeah. what else? Yeah, what right, right, right. <laughs> I that. remember when we saw Jackie Cation open for him at the Dolby, uh, or at the Kodak. Oh yeah. Uh, she was just boom, boom, boom. No, I mean it was almost like a 20 minute TV set. Like yeah. no messing yeah. around, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Arr, you know, what right? I mean? was, exactly. She was working it, and it was great. But there's also, I always feel the pressure also of uh, when I'm working with Brian to uh, to make sure that I have new stuff that he has seen. So, so yeah. for him to go, oh, Gary's working. Gary's working on some things, and it's you know he's yeah. he's moving forward. So I'm going to continue to have him rather than just be the same stale. Because a lot of times, I I go back to certain markets with him. Like yeah. two and three times, and you got to remember, oh, you know, I even though it's been like eighteen months, right? You know, if they're a Brian Regan fan, they're coming back eighteen months later and paying the money to see him again. You know? And where's he out of now? Is he Florida or Vegas? Vegas. He's Vegas. Yeah. Okay, he's from Florida. Maybe that's he's from, Florida, from yeah. Florida. Yeah, okay, he's from Miami. Okay, and so, but again, that's a great. I mean, here's the beauty of a gig like that, right? You know, you got a hotel. You know, everything's set up. You know, everything's taken care of. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's none of this checking into the hotel. Your reservation's not there. There's all. Well, you still bullshit. ran into that. I'm sure. You right, still right, right. ran into that. But. Right. But it's a little. I guess. I guess it's a little easier to swallow when you know that it's going to be taken care of. Like, right. you, like, all right, maybe there was just a somebody messed up here a little bit, but overall, it's like, hey, this is. I, I know I'm in the right place. Yeah. I mean, sure, you have gigs the same way, though, right? Don't you? You when. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I get, you have gigs where you, you sh- I mean, but there's, but sometimes you'll go in and they'll, you know, you'll go into the gig and then they'll be like, oh, no, no, the club only reserved one hotel room. And then you find you're sharing it with Steve right. and it just, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, the worst thing is when you call a club and be like, hey, um, will somebody pick me up or should I just take an Uber and you'll reimburse it? And they'll be like, eh, we don't reimburse. And I'm just like. Fuck, so already I'm out of pocket 30 bucks. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, you know For the I mean? week or whatever. Like you know, that, Even if it's a 10 minute. Like cab yeah. ride. You've got that, two people to take care of. Okay. You got a local MC, right? Which you don't need to worry about. And the comic and the feature. You know, it's like just see to it that they have a good four nights. I gotta tell you, that drives me crazy. Oh, we don't we don't pick up anybody. And then, you know, or that those little things where you're like, um, hey, my family's here. Let me grab their bill. I'll take care of their bill. And you look at it and it's full sticker price. It's like yeah. You couldn't discount this a little bit. (laughs) Like, like you're making a profit off me, you scumbags. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, it never ends. 
You know, yeah. it's just like it's those little things you're like. But it, that, you said that comes from I think a lot of times that comes from uh, a comic before you that has abused the yep. the privilege. Of you know, course. like you said that you talk about that club going, there's no way these people are brand new at this. That, they they right. can't be. This is not going to last. And, you know, and then it does last. Right. But you can tell you probably the next time through little things have been pulled away. Sure. You know, sure. Yeah, there's now a green room tab. You know what I mean? Don't go over right. that. Drink tickets. You know what I mean? It's just like I, I hate when you go in and you get the you go in these clubs and they'll give you drink tickets. You're like, hey, can I get a bottle of water? And it's like, okay, yeah, sure. And they they take a drink ticket. It's like <laughs> I'm not ordering, uh, you know, a Moscow Mule. Right. All right, great. Take a ticket for that. You know what I mean? You're just like, yeah. now I got to tip you. And it's like I could have just went to the gas station. I went to a, I did a club and they get, they gave you uh, two drinks. And I was like, oh, two drinks a night, that's fine. And, I, and then they go, no, 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 for the week. <laughs> so, so I've heard that before. The, I was like, oh, yeah. I'm going to have mine Wednesday yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Saturday. For the entire week. Shows, yeah. <laughs> for but, the entire – because I, I heard Harvey's in Portland did that too. It's like, yeah, hey, they here. Do that. I think yeah, they yeah, yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Among but listen, things. I mean, the the again, you, when, when somebody throws out a club and they'll say Harvey's in Portland, all you hear is like – Fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck that club. Yeah, fuck right. this. Yeah. And then when you hear another club, like, oh, what about Acme. hilarities yeah. or Acme or whatever? Oh my God, that guy's the greatest. Like, why do you want to be that bottom feeder of comedy? Like, why? Why don't you want at the end of the day? Maybe you can't pay guys the most. Maybe you can't do this. But there are a few little things that you can do that are free that cost no money to you out of pocket that you could still. Yeah. Make people happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why at the end of the day when somebody mentions a club, oh, my God, that club – like why do you want to be that guy? Right. You know? And I got to tell you, it's 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 the same ones. It's the same ones. Harvey's, so, yeah. uh, Comedy yeah. Catch in Chattanooga, yeah. that piece of shit. All those guys, they <laughs> wow. don't – yeah, who cares? Yeah, I that, mean, you know that, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it's a, all those guys. It's like the same – you know what I mean? Yeah. Like all those guys that book these shitbag rooms, yeah. right. you know, that they don't care. Yeah. And, and what's funny is both those rooms, the layout of the room is kind of nice. You could have a now, nice show there. Yeah. But they're both, you know, run by dick. Well, I think the audience shit. doesn't realize that. Yeah. All they do is they pay no. their money. They come in. They have their drinks. Yeah. They get a good show. Yeah. And then they and they go home. Like, that place is great, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they don't. Or or the guy, you know, you have the, the, the club manager who's up there hosting doing 30 minutes between everybody and they bring uh, – what was that club? Was it the club in Arizona that would just book local people before the headliner, Stand Up Scottsdale, Stand something up like Scott, that? Is that it? Maybe. Uh, Spotlight or no? something. There's like five clubs oh. in Phoenix right now. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. I'm always like, I mean, not that – I mean, it's great yeah. comedy-wise, but I mean – Can it sustain? Can it sustain that? Know. What yeah. is there's There's Stand Up Live – there's the Tempe Improv, Tempe who, Improv, who are the same people. Yep. Yeah. Basically, it's still, there's House of Comedy now that just opened up. That, House that's of in Comedy. Scottsdale. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then there's Stand Up Scottsdale, the Comedy Spot. Comedy, comedy Spot. Spot is that yeah. the one we're and thinking then, of, where yeah, the guy maybe. throws up all his people? And then for a while, there was there was a, a Laugh Factory that I did. That's right. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. That's right. But yeah, yep. I knew that one wasn't destined to be yeah. there long because it was so off the beaten path of just a main street. It was like in an industrial office park. Oh, yeah. But it was way in the back, and you really had to find it. No, but like, isn't it weird, too, because you see these clubs. You, see, you you look at a club like the John Lovitz Club when it was there. You're like, you know, this should be good. It, it's, it's in a very highly trafficked area. This should be good. But from the word go, was horrible. And it was because they couldn't bark within that perimeter of the the universal city walk but then you realize like overall you're like oh no 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 this universal city walk 
isn't comedy fans. It's young no. kids hanging out here, jumping like, in the fountain because there's nothing else to right. do for them. Right. Like it's exactly. free entertainment. And, and, and then any club that's like, hey, you know, it, it's it's $8 parking. I was going to say, well, there's a parking fee. Yeah. There was a there's... parking fee, but, Gary, it was only at like – Goofy land, level seven and above. Like you had to find where the parking was in order to get this cheaper validated fee. Right. And it's just like, who wants to go looking for that shit? And then if there's a decent headliner and it's crowded at the club, that club was like, oh, we're going to seat you on the third level. Right. What? It was a club that had three levels. It was was crazy. That was insane. It was, I think, Is that still going, that club? Oh, no, no, no. no, no. It's all podcast. Is it even that? It's not even that anymore. It's gone. It's gone. Well, well, they try. I will say they tried to do something different with that club. They tried to put the podcast yeah. in there, yeah. a little podcast theater. Well, I remember they had Tia Carrera. I don't know if Lovitz was yeah. trying to sleep with Tia Carrera, but her album was for sale. Yes, <laughs> that club and in yeah. the window, her CD was it like was. in the window. Yeah, wow. And it was like, this is pathetic. What are you doing? Like, sleep well, with her on your own time. Man. Well, you knew that club <laughs> was in trouble when they started uh, booking bands yeah. and like everything else was there. And uh, I remember I went to the premiere night, like the the very first night, because. You remember Frank Kelly, right? Yeah. Yeah, Frank used to be part of that club and went there the first night. It was packed. And then every night thereafter was just dead. Yeah. I mean, it was just and, – and and you have so many people. Was it always John Lovitz? Did yes. It start out that way? Yes, always. No, I thought it was a club first and then it, they didn't know what they was going on. Yeah, and it, was John, a, it was a blues club. It was B.B. King's. B.B. King's. Right. Oh, that's, oh, that's right. Because right. I saw – That's why there's three oh, levels. I saw, um, right. I saw Prince there. Really? Yeah. When he did – he did – uh, what did he do, an acoustic set or something? Yes. Yeah, I was going to say. It was, uh, no, he had a full band, but it was that album that came out, uh, was called, I think it was called News, which was Northeast, West, South, and it was just an all-instrumental album, and he just came and played the album and was like, are you going to sing any of the hits? Really? <laughs> oh, just, yeah, no, yeah, he yeah. didn't. No. No. But I remember it was like, you know, you could be very close, you know, almost touch Prince if you needed to. But but it is crazy because – and you see this with so many clubs. You see these with clubs that just are, are kind of flailing and they don't know what to do. They always bring in somebody new. And I remember they brought in uh, – I mean that club was really just falling by the wayside. And then Dee Burdett came in. Remember Dee? Dee, no, I remember Dee. Dee Burdett, yeah. yeah. She used to work at the Improv and then she worked at Harvell's and just a yeah. bunch of other places – Super sweet, very aggressive, kind of uh, great person. And she came in and was like, here are the changes that we're going to do. And we're going to bring this club back. And it's going to be the hottest place in L.A. And then you realize at the end of the day, if you have a shell that's just full of bullshit inside, I don't care what you do to try to bring people in. It's just not going to work. I mean, it just – I don't care who you're putting in. It doesn't matter. I mean, even those nights John Lovitz was there. It was dead. Right. I mean, that's embarrassing. You know what I mean? Like the nights that he's there. So, I mean, you see it all the time at the improv or the laugh factor or the comedy store. It's like, I'm coming in. This club's going to be busy seven nights a week. We're going to add eight shows a day. And then, you know, three weeks later, they're like, fuck, I I don't know how to figure this out either. Yeah. There's just no rhyme or reason to it. There was a punchline in Jacksonville, Florida. And it was in like a, at the time, at one point, it was like a really popular small type indoor mall and then eventually businesses just started going out of the business but the the comedy club was fine so so you go back years later like isn't the club's still great but the whole mall was like like this weird ghost mall it was just there was no stores other than the comedy club club. it was really strange really yeah it's still it's gone now yeah it's gone yeah yeah it's also weird too have you guys ever done the uh 
the Comedy Zone in Jacksonville. It's yeah. in that Ramada Inn. Yeah. Like that could be With one the of the dirtiest carpeting in the world in the rooms. It, that could be one of the most depressing weekends ever. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> like, like, you, I mean, how can you beat a gig where the venue and the hotel are attached? Right. Like, I can walk right back to the room, right. but then you walk back to the room and it's a Ramada where you can't open up your window because you see everybody walking by and you know people are living there. I mean, obviously, and they're it's paying off a monthly some fee. weird highway. Yeah. And yes. There's no, there's nothing around yeah. the, the the whole place. That's a club that won't pick you up either. Right, the exactly. airport is like 35, 40 minutes away. Yeah. Ah, we can't send anybody. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's like, okay, I, I'll never and forget. It's still I, there. It's, it's still yeah, there. Yeah, it's still there. I, I pulled one off on those people, which I, I was very proud of. But they they brought out like uh, – I ordered some food or whatever, and she brought me a bill for like chips and salsa. I was like, are you shitting me? Yeah. And then I owed for dry cleaning. Like I, I had something dry cleaned through the hotel, right. and they brought it to my room, and they called me up on the phone. They said, hey, don't forget you still owe $13 for your dry clean. I was like, I'll be right down, and never came and never paid. I always felt like I won on that one. I, was, yeah. I, was like, <laughs> yeah. I came out 13 bucks ahead on that. Was that game. one of those things where I was like, I'm never coming back to this club, so I might as well just screw them for 13 bucks? Why not? You yeah. know what yeah. I mean? I always think of it this way. You, you guys know the, the thing about this too. There are so many clubs that you could literally say – XYZ club, fuck you, you're a piece of shit, yeah. your family stinks, fuck all of you. And the minute they find out, you mean you can sell tickets here? Yeah. Come on in. Oh, yeah. They'll Come on in. Like, they don't give a shit. The guy that used to book that, or I don't know if he still does, he would also take a um, a uh, percentage of your pay. So he'd, he would book you, and then he would take 10%. Which club was this? The, the, comedy, the comedy Zone in, in Jacksonville. He would? Yeah. Really? Why would he entitle himself to 10%? He just, that's how, do you want the gig? I take 10%. That's so <laughs> weird. Why would you? Almost, it was like, it's almost like, you why? know, so I, I, my whole thing, it got, it's never happened. It yeah. probably never will. But my whole thing was to become famous enough to go back F to that. Money. back, Yeah, yeah to go power. back to that club yeah. and then say, how, you know, what do you, pay, you know, this is how much I charge. And, but for you. It's another 10%. Right. Right. But why not? I mean, again, at the end of the day, like you look at like Brian Regan or, you know, you're good friends with Bill Engvall, like a lot yeah. of these guys. Like why wouldn't you as a club treat people – Not, I'm not saying you got to go over the top and give people, you know, hand jobs as they're walking in. Whatever it is, right? All I'm saying is if you're nice – why, why at the end of the day like Bill's a guy or or uh, Brian's a guy like – Word the club, spreads. The, yeah. the, the, the club calls years later when you're super famous and it's like, hey, is there any way you could do me a solid? We need maybe a charity event done here. We need whatever. I'm sure those guys, if they were treated the right way yeah. over the course of time, would be like, of course. We all remember yeah. it. Yes, that's, that's absolutely. The Those are the clubs went out of their way. They threw out the olive branch. But you know, th there's no reason to ever go back to those clubs that just treated you inhuman. It's like, and again, I'm not saying you gotta, you know, have a banner and sparklers at the airport, but like, what's wrong with just being nice? Yeah, yeah. you know, just that's the problem. Is that too pick much? Pick up the to beer. Ask? Yeah, pick up is that the pick up the beer? Exactly. I'm a Bud Light now. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> By the way, Gary has all these questions. And no, 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 I don't. I, oh. I just kind of threw some things down oh. in case. It so got now you're to not prepared. So now you're not prepared. If it so got, to a, if it yeah. got to a lull or whatever, oh. but I do. I mean, because I've done Murray show a bunch, and I still love the stories. Have you ever done a show, a gig or whatever that was maybe described differently than it was? You know, they're like, "Oh, it's great," da, 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 and you get there and it's like that, and all you think is, "I could leave right now." Yeah. 
You ever done one of those? Patrick, you want to jump in? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, stand-up comedy? Yeah. It's. Uh, <laughs> right. are, are you saying like a themed show? Or are you no, are you saying I mean, just I mean, like this club is great and you go and, and it's not great? I mean, I don't, it doesn't have to be a club, but yeah. I mean, it could be just like a weird one nighter, and they go, "Oh, the guy the guy runs it. He runs a good show like this." And you yeah, there's get a couple. There and you go, well, "How come yeah. these?" You know, you, you get know. outside LA like a half hour, forty five minutes. You know, you go east or northeast. And right. It's like these roadhouse bars, and it's like, where did this place come from? <laughs> right. How did this make it this far? And you know, you got all these guys. Say, like I've done some Bakersfield shows that it's right. like, "Oh, get me out of here!" I mean, signs on the bars as you're walking in that say. Neck tattoos are okay, but no face tattoos. Like, oh, you draw the line. You're so strict. And it's like, I, I'm about to do comedy? Like, stuff that hopefully, you know, initiates some form of thought for people that are being yeah. weeded out if they've got face tattoos. Like, screw this. I mean, uh, it's just best not to do Bakersfield, I guess. Is <laughs> That's your rule? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, there's plenty. And then, oh, and then you get these venues where you're going on between bands outdoors during the day. And right. it's like, oh, why did I even agree to this? This is terrible. Yeah. I did one for, uh, in, uh, who it was for some little convention. I don't know if it was Young Republicans or Young Democrats of Orange County, probably Young Republicans. Yeah, it's um, Orange County. <laughs> and uh, it was like on a Sunday night, and I showed up, and it was like seven, and it was like at Wild Rivers off of, uh, right by the El Toro Y. And you just get the there. water park. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, and but it's not. I mean, it's not even romantic at all. It's like where the administration. And it's outside, late daytime. And I'm like, why do I? Why do I agree to some of these? You know. And then you're like, oh, I'm here. They saw me here, so I gotta go do it. But yeah. I'll usually say I'm doing ten minutes because you're not getting paid for a lot of these, right. or whatever. And I'm like, I'm out here in ten. You're not getting twenty or half hour. <laughs> right. it, it, it's funny you say that. I was doing a gig with uh, Ralph Harris. Do you guys know Ralph? Yeah, he's uh -huh. great. And I don't know Ralph. I, I think I just met him that night. We were doing a gig at a country club and uh, he just got there. The, the gig was supposed to start at 730. I got there first. I was talking to the guy who was running it and he said, hey, uh, we'll probably do an hour and a half show. Uh, you can do, you know, half hour. Ralph can do an hour, this, that, and the other thing. So Ralph gets there and uh, – uh, Craig Shoemaker had booked us for this show. Okay. So Craig booked us, and then we were then dealing with the guy on site when we showed up at the club. So Ralph gets there, and he said, okay, guys, hey, listen, it's an hour and a half show. Gary, if you want to do 30, you can. Ralph, you'll do an hour. Ralph's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's like, that's not what I agreed to. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, it, yeah, it, it, yeah, it had nothing yeah. to do with Craig Shoemaker, yeah. but it was right. just funny. He's like, uh, here's what I know. He's like, this is supposed to be an hour show. And he said, uh, so, Gary, you do as much time as you want. I'll make up the difference. Yeah. And that it was just like, it was just a really fun, he's like, yeah, 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 I, like yeah, where yeah, other yeah. comics would be like, okay, right, not yeah. be happy about it, bitch the entire yeah. ride home, yeah. but do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? It just, I remember I, one of my favorite memories was, it was the first time I met Lachlan Patterson, who I love, and we were doing Sun Valley, Idaho together, which was a great gig during the day. <laughs> But at night when you did the show, it was a piece of – you know, one right, of those right, games, of right? Those, yeah. yeah. Loved the daytime setting, you know, the ski resorts, all this other stuff. But at night, the gig was just a piece of shit. So um, he basically uh, – they said, hey, you got to do an hour and a half. So Lachlan, him and I just first meeting said, hey, listen, man, I don't know what you want to do. You do whatever you want, whatever you feel comfortable with, and I will make up the difference. It's great, right? So I go up to 15, just eating it, bombing. So Lachlan's got to do an hour and 15. Uh, Lachlan starts wrapping up in about 45 minutes. And I was like, dude, we're going to get fired. Like yeah, li right. literally the total of the show <laughs> was like an hour. Like I see Lachlan's like, all right, guys, we're going to start. I was like, no, no, no. 
keep going, keep going. Because I knew we had to fill 90. But it was just the whole Ralph Harris thing was great just because whoa, whoa. he took he just, charge. Yeah, yeah. He puts He's like, oh, no, 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 no. This yeah. is what's going to happen. Yeah. And it was just great. Yeah. That's funny. I did a cruise ship with him and he was similar. Like, really? We were doing a cruise ship. We were doing a repositioning. It was a brand new cruise ship, NCL, and it had to be repositioned down in the um, Caribbean area. So we were on a. Uh, what does that mean, repositioning? Well, it was brand new, built in Norway. Okay. And they were just moving. It was going to live in the Caribbean or the Bahamas. Okay. It's just going to live there. So all they're doing is getting it to there so it can get started on its weekly rotation. Right. Naturally, a company's like, well, let's make a little money making, you know, doing the reposition, sure. and we'll just charge old English retired couples money uh, for this midwinter transatlantic journey. So the it wasn't even full. There were like maybe a hundred couples, which these cruise ships have thousands of people on them, and there were maybe a hundred old English couples on them. And so, what do they do? They decide they throw some comedy at them. And I was on there with Ralph, and the, the Booker's like, "Yeah, yeah, we need." Uh, you know, there's three people in the audience or something for the first of three shows. And Ralph's <laughs> like, no way. Ralph's like, send them back for the 8 o'clock or the 9 o'clock, and we'll just consolidate the shows, and you'll pay us the same. And it was like, yeah, okay. I, was, I, was, I love it. It was a lesson in, like, you could talk to bookers that way. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he's like, why are we going to go do, for right. three people, nobody's going to have a good experience. Or five right. people or eight, you know. It, it, an audience of 20 isn't bad if the room's built for 20 or 30. Of course. But right. if it's an audience of 20 for a room that seats 200, it's just, it's, it's, it's anti, uh, you know, it's, uh, what's that? It's counterproductive, you know. But it's also funny too because, listen, we, we, we all can name either comics or clubs where maybe Patrick and I, you'll agree, oh, it's a great club. It's a lot of fun. The owners are great. And maybe Gary's like, nah, I, I wasn't treated all that well there or vice versa. But, I, you know, it's funny because, undoubtedly there are so many clubs like I think Comedy Magic Club is a great example of this whether you work there or not right Right. I think everybody can agree they're very hospitable yes Yes. they're very nice they take care of everybody you know whether you can park you can eat yes whether they're working you or not you can honestly say oh wow that's a good vibe over there right you know there are certain clubs where if you're not working it and, and, and they're not nice to you you could easily be like oh well F you F you F you but I mean there are those venues where you're like, I get it. I'm not what they're looking for. I understand. I'm not this. I'm not that. Right. So I understand it. It's great. But just certain clubs that, you know, if you're not working it, like, like there are clubs that I just wouldn't hang out at if I was passed or not passed. There's just no camaraderie. There's no synergy. Like, I mean, I just like it. I forget that there's a ha ha cafe here. I right. forget that that room is even in existence. Right. You know what I mean? I just don't, I don't even know where it is. Yeah, you know, I've heard it. Yeah, I never, I've never been up there. Yeah, I forget, I forget that it's not far from here. And yeah. I literally, because uh, Patrick and I met him here because he was uh, a guest of our show. Right. Uh, I just did the Long Beach Laugh Factory because we had a guy, Jeff Singer, who books the Montreal Just for Laughs Festival, who's now booking the Long Beach Laugh Factory. And I did it last Sunday, and I was like, oh wow, this is this is kind of a bizarre room in terms of like they're like you go to the Improv. There's a bar, there's a vibe, there's this, there's that, there's another. But like at the Laugh Factory Long Beach, maybe I was there on a, a weird night, but like people were in and out. There wasn't any talking. There wasn't any – it's like, hey, let's get to business, grab the check and leave. Oh, wow. So not that that's a bad thing, no. but when you're used to kind of a certain, you know. Protocol. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not enough of these club people. Like go – okay, you're going to open a comedy club? <laughs> Screw the funny bone and the – like, go talk to Lewis. Fly Lewis Lee. Right. Or right, right, fly, right. like, I don't know, what are these other ones? The one in Madison's fantastic. Comedy yeah. on state. 
you know, go visit them, fly them in to visit yours for a night or two and just say, hey, what do I need to do? I want right. to replicate what you have. Right, Instead right, right. Instead of like this cavalier, like I think there's a club in Jacksonville, not to cite that city for the third time, but there is a place <laughs> there called the Comedy Club of Jacksonville. Do you know that? There's a I've place, heard of it, yeah, sure. It was terrible. It's in like this multi-purpose room. The guy's bragging about never having stepped foot in a comedy club right. before. There you go. And uh, it was garbage. And it was gar- It was just... And then afterwards, I'm trying to get paid, right? At the end of the weekend, I'm headlining. And, uh, you know, I headline once in a while. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm trying to get paid. And he's I didn't ta- balk at all. He's, <laughs> yeah, oh, yes, yeah. you did. <laughs> <laughs> he's talking to a, a, like a local DJ who did a guest spot. Yeah. Who's awful at comedy. But he's talking to him. And I'm like, hey, man, can I get paid? I want to go back to the hotel, sleep, fly out tomorrow. And he goes, like, yeah, just a second. I'm talking to, you know, I'm talking to Jeffrey here. And I'm like, well, okay, I'm the headliner, man. I don't yeah. care if you're talking to, like, George Bush or, or Jeb Bush, the mayor at the time, or the uh, governor at the time. Like, how about treat me with a little respect? Right. Even though I'm not a big name, like, you're talking to an open mic yeah. DJ. So yeah. that's what's preventing you from cutting me the check so I can get right. out of your awful club. Right. And uh, that's just, it's just. Well, what's wrong with, I know this sounds crazy, maybe having the check ready yeah, before you go up ready. at the final night. I mean, that's, that's crazy. Nice yeah. Yeah. That's it's, nice it's you know. Yeah. It's beyond me. I, again, like I don't know, but I, I also think you know you were saying fly some of these guys out. I also think some of these clubs have been very fortunate for years. I mean, I think the Punchline Atlanta was one of those clubs. Yeah. Very fortunate for years to have a built-in audience because of where it was, who started there, and then I think what happens is it starts losing that luster a little bit. So they don't get the crowd in anymore. They don't get this. They don't get that, and then it just starts floundering, and then. Now what do they do? Yeah. So they well, they can't get that built in audience anymore. Yeah, what happens? The, the the crowds go away, or you know they get lighter, so they can't afford to have somebody come in, you know, a good comic, whatever. So they can go, oh, let's drop the money, and who's gonna, you know, obviously a bigger headliner is not gonna come in for, you know, for a thousand dollars for the week. So oh, but this guy will, and now that quality, it, it just just weirdly snowballs yeah. down to where it's. You know, whereas like like you said, you know, Minneapolis Comedy Magic Club, uh, Madison, Wisconsin, yeah. they they've they figured out those heliums are good. Have you done? The yeah, helium? yeah. They but they figured out that the, the the product. If you keep the product quality, you weed out all the other bullshit of you know the the horrible people that come in to see the you know, like oh wasn't that funny or or, yeah. or, or whatever maybe comedy's not for you but these people are i'm going to educate the art my, my town that oh it's always going to be fun there so let's just go that'll be a fun night if you keep the the level i mean i also think what's nice too is that you know when when you go in and you know if you're hosting or featuring and they treat you just as well as they do the headliner yeah. i mean they're so nice to you i mean i i, I saw it clear as day like when i would be working with ralphie may those club owners would come over and couldn't be running up to him quick enough. Can we get you something from Yard House? Can we bring you something in from this place? Can we bring something in from – it's like, hey, guys, I'm hungry too. Like, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. like don't look at me like I'm a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm part of this show too. And, you know, that's why I guess I've learned over the years too just because you, after you've been doing it so long, you just kind of like know the game a little bit. Whenever these clubs that don't give me the respect that they – not not need to, but but at least show a little bit they of do need you know to. that's a the little. thing. But but they'll say, hey, can you make this announcement? Can you promote? You know, we're doing a fireball shot special in the bar after the show, and I look at it, and be like, no, 
Nope. Right. Nope. Toss it. You know, <laughs> promote our limousine company that, you know, boo, boo. No, I'm not doing any of that. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, I re- I'll never forget. I, uh, have you ever had to have to promote the hotel that you're not staying at? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where was it? Oh, no. Just, oh. No, I, that's just a beautiful one. Yeah, I've heard about that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're promoting it. And I, I was... I was making fun of that guy, Lee, who ran the Cleveland Improv because he wanted me to do all these announcements. Is that the shittiest club in America? Could or be. Could be. Okay. Could be. Good yeah, Miss Pat likes it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it was funny because uh, he wanted me to promote all this stuff. So I started just shitting on him. I'm like, hey, by the way, Lee gets his lawn and landscape done from uh, Jerry's uh, lawn and lawn. lawn ca- like right. just bringing up false advertising. You know, you're like, nobody's listening to this shit, guys. Come on. <laughs> nobody's leaving this club being like, hey, the next time we go to prom – we're going to use this limousine company. Like, you know what I mean? It's so yeah. stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. The, the comedians use it. So. Yeah, yeah. The comedians <laughs> so like, use it. Right. It's got to be good. <laughs> yeah. so. Well, I mean, the moral is that there's just rotten people in yes. comedy. You don't have to be a, a rotten comedian to be a rotten person in comedy. If, yeah. If you're, if you're a terrible human being out there, you can definitely get into comedy booking and club managing and stuff like that. So. Don't you think those certain there's certain clubs, too, that can be run better had they just listened to a little bit of advice from the comedians, but yet you go back, oh. you go back years and years and years yeah. later, club's still there, they're successful, yeah, but there's still that one thing. I mean, I, yeah. I love the people that, that in San Antonio, but those rooms are gigantic. There's the the one downtown in the mall, whatever it used to be called. Uh, was it? I don't know if it was the San Antonio. It's it's an improv now. Oh, okay. And then they also had another room out on the off the highway, which is laugh out loud, whatever. But those yeah. rooms are like they seat four fifty, and they don't have a curtain to shut them off. Right. And so you go and you know. So if if you're not a name that you're not putting asses in the seats or whatever, you're still headlining. Yeah. You come in on a Sunday, and there's maybe thirty people. But God forbid they seat them up front. Right. It's like yeah. every comic yeah. in the world has said. See them up front. Yeah. Just see them up front. Yeah. But you no, know, they just let people just sit willing, sit wherever you want. Oh, it's man, whatever. That, that drives you crazy. It's like, well, Quin, do you Quin, want the show to work? Quindale, we were working uh, Joey's in Livonia, which yeah. I hope to Christ that's not in existence anymore. I think it? it's gone. You know, the again, the building itself, not bad. That had that bad ha- back hallway that was kind of cool and like you could sign the walls, but just very poorly ran run. And Quinn, um, they were seating people for the first show, I think. Uh, it was a Friday or Saturday. And they were just letting people sit wherever. Of course. And he he's like, no, no. And he started seating people. He's headlining. And he's like, started seating people. He's like, let's go. Let's start seating people up towards the front. Let's make this some form of a show. And let's figure it out. You know, we do this for a living. And then when I was on stage, there was some talking and heckling. And he's like, screw this. And he goes downstairs to get a security or a security guard bouncer type. And he's like, you need to go upstairs because there's that dance floor downstairs. Okay. That nobody's at yet. It's still early in the evening. So you got a bouncer just doing nothing, and he's telling the bouncer, go upstairs, you're going to come with me, and you're going to start telling people to be quiet throughout the show. And the bouncer's like, who the fuck, you know, who are you, man? And Quinn did it. He got him to go upstairs. Really? And, like, the, he's like, go around, that table's talking, go talk to them. And, like, a comic shouldn't have to, like, yeah. take that. Uh, but it was awesome to see Quinn throw it down because he does get pissed. And, well, I mean, uh, that happens. <laughs> but he's a great comic. And if yes. you're a great comic and you take this seriously and you're not just one of these people that, like, I, I never trust a comic that likes the room that no other comics like. Like, uh, oh, no, that's a great room, man. You just got to – no, it's not. It's a shitty room. And you're a shitty comic, so you've got stage time at a shitty room and you're trying to justify it. Right, right. Yeah, but, just because uh, they answer your phone call. I think there should be – yeah, there should be like 
comics should have a top 10 list of like, all right, what can these clubs do better? But I think clubs, like, tell us the top 10 things that yeah. you, you ha- have problems with with comics. And maybe we can all fix it. You know? I was working at a club, too, and I had to go find security to go tell somebody to shut up. And I, I pointed out, I was like, it's that table right there. The guy literally went to the wrong table. He went to a table that was completely quiet. And he's like, you guys need to. And I, I was like, dude, I, I, what am I looking at that you can't see? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe yeah. it. I'm just like, yeah. you know what? Forget it. I'm yeah. the dick. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you just don't. Yeah. You know, then they look at you like, oh, really? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, they just don't give a no. shit. It's Nobody. Terrible. I mean, listen, it's the infamous Todd Glass line, which I'm sure has been said many times, but you see clubs doing it right and you realize it can be done right. Yes. When you realize that, uh, a buddy of mine was just I, so funny, we're nailing Harvey's, but uh, he, he How was is saying, that club still there? I don't understand. I don't know because like, he leaves there the now. Great club on the east side of the river. I don't right? know. Well, they paper the shit out of That's that room. Yeah. People talk through the whole thing, they, they don't give all. a shit. Yeah. But um, I guess he was told after the show, hey, sell your merch here. And I guess. When he was trying to sell it, it was being blocked by something. So he brought it to the other side where people were funneling out. It was just a better spot. Right. And all of a sudden, the owner comes over like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. I said over there. Yeah. And it's just like, it does it really matter at the end of the day? Does it really yeah. matter <laughs> where I'm selling this shit? Yeah. yeah right. it, it's stupid. You know, but they, they it's just a power thing. They just want to be in control. I've done a show with Todd because Todd's insane about yeah. making sure that the sh- that the of room is yeah. is set up correctly. And I I have some qualms with something. I think he likes the the stage lighting too dark, but that's you know that's me. Um, but I did it where where the, there wasn't going to be a big enough crowd for the main showroom, so they put it out in the, the front bar or whatever. So Todd, wherever the stage was, Todd moved the microphone to the opposite end and faced all the chairs there. So when people came in and they weren't they weren't seating people up front, so people basically all sat in the back. Todd walked up, and everybody was sat down. Todd walked up and grabbed the microphone and walked around. So now everybody was up front. Now it's oh, like oh, so that's it was so great. Yeah. It was like ah oh. yeah. And he goes ah yeah. see now you're up front. And this is how a show's supposed to be. And yeah. This is how, well, he cares. He gives a yeah. shit. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? yeah exactly. Yeah. And that's rare. You know what I mean? Because most people, I mean, well, comics care, but obviously the club owners don't. Yeah. No, not exactly. Anyway, so well, you guys were awesome. Wow, uh, for yeah, I know it just went by. Uh, congrats on hosting this gig. It's like the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is this is something. I don't know about. By that. the way, Gary had like eighty things written in case of dead spots. No, I did. No, I, I just, just had like, two things because I know there's, there's a there's a time. And it can By the way, I like that you think that you would have comics on the show and there would ever be dead air. I mean, because like comics will just ramble and exactly. ramble. Let me tell you about a gig I got coming up next week. <laughs> yeah, there's never going to be a dead spot. Do we have anything coming up, Gary? Uh, no, but I will tell you. <laughs> no, um, I'm going to see who, you. I don't know, but I mean, you've done Murray's show before, but people might not know you do the warm-up for the Conan O'Brien show. Yeah, so I do that's the warm-up you, at Conan. Yeah, yeah, which is a great gig. About, yeah. Uh, getting people on and off. I don't know when this uh, will post, but um, we're bringing the show to San Diego for Comic-Con next week, which will oh, be great. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Always fun, always kind of a blast, but uh, got to control the alcohol intake because everybody's so close in proximity to each other at the hotel that you don't want to. Yeah, I right. remember last year I got, I got hammered and uh, I, I was in the lobby because there was a great lobby bar and I was in the lobby and Seth Meyers passed by and I said, hey, can I get a picture? And then I said, hey, Conan's over there. Let, let's get a picture with you and Conan. And then he just knew I was hammered. He's like, let's just do a picture with us right now. Like you could just tell, like he was yeah. just like, I'm doing you a favor. Like. Take the picture and beat it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I learned my lesson. I was like, if you're going to drink, 
kind of figure out a back way to come in and not go through the main elevator doors. <laughs> yeah, look like an asshole. And if people wanted to catch more of your stuff, where do they find you? Uh, just LonnieLove.com. <laughs> no, it's uh, um, just GaryCannon.com. Okay, and Patrick? Yeah. What you got coming up? Uh, that's a good question. Um, uh, when does this drop? I don't know. Aaron, Sunday. Sunday. Okay, well, I will, oh, have, Sunday. I will have done two shows by the time this uh, happens in Malibu. So you missed those two shows, if you're listening. Uh, but maybe next time. But, uh, yeah, other than that, I'll be... Uh, uh, the 26th, I'm opening for Jesselneck at Largo. Oh, that's wow. On Wednesday. That wow. Right yeah, game. that's a good gig. And so come check that out. And you can see me at Citizen Keen or on YouTube at Keen of Comedy. Nice. By the way, Anthony Jesselneck was a guest on a show that I did a couple weeks ago, Warm Up. I did a uh, warm up on a show called Shark After Dark with Eli Roth. Mm-hmm. And Jesselneck was a guest. And I got to tell you, there's a guy comes in, doesn't have a, an entourage like any of these other people do. Comes in, delivers, so damn funny, and just leaves. It's like, oh, hey, I forgot. That's how it should be done. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I see it at Conan a lot. I see people who are like, oh, I remember that person when they were kind of on yeah. the ranks up. And then they come in. They got a hair person, a makeup person. <laughs> there are four people dragging suitcases behind them. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I, I hope that I uh, don't turn into that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you, you just, won't. You know. Yeah, well, I don't think you Because you're saying I'm not going to be successful to be no, on the no, show. I, that, that's, that, now, that's you. Know you. I'm sorry we came in. That's just you. <laughs> I, uh, this drops Sunday. I'm going to be next uh, next Saturday. I'm going to be in Phoenix, Arizona at the Celebrity Theater. I'm going to Ooh. I'm going to uh, Phoenix for a celebrity golf tournament. A guy, a guy named out there, uh, Michael Finney, puts on a uh, – uh, co- comedy uh, and celebrity golf tournament. Uh, lots of baseball players play in it. Some ex-football players, like but yeah. You know, Is Michael Finney a news guy? No, he's a magician. Oh, Michael. Okay, he's a comedy magician. Okay, and uh, and and he does it with another guy named Mark Cordes, who's a great stand-up comic. Uh, and it's called the Dry Eat Classic. But I'm I'm gonna be out there and doing the shows at the Celebrity Theater along with Elaine Boozler is gonna be wow. on the show. Uh, Rich Scheidner is going to be on the Love show. Love that guy. He's been on our uh, podcast. Yeah, Bob Kubota, um, uh, Jim O'Brien, a lot of old-time comics that I haven't seen in so long. Yeah. And so since Murray is still going to be in in um, New Mexico, I'm going to try to do some podcasts with some of the old guys. Bruce Baum is going to be on the oh, show. Oh, I love him. Yeah, so I'm going to try to pull some of those guys in and uh, and do a couple shows from there. So it should be fun. So stick around. <coughs> And, and if me, you guys are in the Phoenix area, come on out and see the show. It's an amazing, amazing – Mike Finney puts on a great show with uh, com- great comedians, some magicians, and uh, a, com- a couple singers and stuff like that. So it's really a cool – By the way, you look you, you, you do not look any older from when the last you time know, I saw I you. I said that when I walked Jesus. in. I was like, you are living <laughs> a good guy, life. It's the, mean, gray, like, yeah. it's the gray hair, though. You, I look, you're, you're, you got the silver fox. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm a, yeah. I'm, I like girls, but uh, – Did you, you, did you say nice. that to him? He, he did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a guy. You're a guy. We're both into women, but – that doesn't look damaged at all. But he looks great. Yeah. yeah. The golf and everything. And by the way, I, here's here's what I love about Gary. I remember I saw him open for Brian Regan years ago. Years It was quite a while ago. Yeah, and you I and Maison came to the show. We came to the show, and I remember I hadn't seen you in forever. And I remember, like, the next morning I woke up, and he had dropped me a note on Facebook. It's like, hey, great seeing you last night. I was like, who does that? You know what I mean? Like, like, like I was so shocked that somebody was so nice. Like, I was just like, like, like. 
I, I was very positive. I was like, oh, wow, that's very. I'm the king the, of the thank you. Note. You are the. I, I love it. Because the, way, the thing. It's and like, I was your guest. It, I, I, that's the thing. I was right. like, you know, you, I got to come out and see you. Yeah. But so, I mean, I, I mean I, I've done that a couple of times where it's not, it doesn't take that much. Yeah, it was very sweet. I was like, oh, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> wow. And this guy looks great. I might be falling for him. Yeah. Anyways, thanks to Murray for letting me do this. Thank again, Gary of Cannon, course. Patrick Keene. Thank I'm you. Gary Brightwell. Thanks, guys. See you next time. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns and Bees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs and Blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette Drunks in the front, making out for your set and Middle acts doing blow, more missing merch and Drive the rental car past another mega church and Juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone One big law and order marathon